You're listening to Life UPC Richmond Hills Audiocast. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's just lift up holy hands unto him right now. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to the high king. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, mighty God. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this place in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. You know, I'm just looking out and thinking back a couple years ago. I'm just going to be transparent here a little bit with you guys. As the pastor of this church, I I look back a couple years ago, and I, I, I remember there were times when we would have um, you know, several people out. We'd have 10 people out in the church, and we might only have two, three people here. And I would be like, oh, Lord, man, it, it was tough. It was tough. It really was. And But I'm so thankful that we would press through every time because it only it says where there are two or three gathered in his name. That's all it takes, two, two people. That's all it takes. And we would praise him and we would worship him. We would magnify him. We would give him all the glory no matter what. And, and, I, and I look out today and I know, was, I know that we have several people out and, 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 and uh, for reason, you know. And we, we have like about 10 people out of the church, but I can look out and we still have 10 people here. And I'm thinking, thank you, Jesus. I, I thank him for where he's brought us from. From just, uh, we're growing, praise God. And I'm so thankful for what God's doing in this church. I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit, his move inside of us. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. God is so good to us all the time. And all the time, God is good. He's good no matter what. It doesn't matter if we might be going through something because sometimes we do. It rains on the just and the unjust alike. Things happen to everybody. It's called life, right? But you know what? He's still good. He's still good. Even when our car breaks down, right, Sister Shakira? Even when our car breaks down, he's still good. And we praise him and we worship him no matter what. And we pray and and, and God takes care of us, right? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. Praise the Lord. I'm going to read to you guys from Micah chapter 6, verse 7 and 8 is my opening scripture this morning. If you have your Bibles with you, and if you don't have your Bibles with you, Sister Shakira is going to pull it right up. She's already got it up there. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Micah chapter 6, verse 7 and 8, it says, Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgressions, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? In verse 8, it says, He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Praise God. I want to preach to you guys this morning just a little bit about walking with God. 
Amen. I want to talk about walking with God this morning. Praise the Lord. Brother Russ, would you pray for this service this morning? God, we just ask that you bless the pastor today, Father, and that you touch our hearts and our spirits through this message, Lord. We ask to hear from you every single day, God, in our prayers. And this is the time when we will hear from you today, God. Bless this sermon. Bless the man of God and allow for us to receive it. And in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Praise God. Walking with God. The Bible talks about <clears throat> two specific people that walked with God. And also we know that if we look in the book of Genesis early on with Adam in the Garden of Eden, God walked with Adam. Right? He did. He walked right there in the garden. But we all know what happened to that. <clears throat> we all know what happened to that. Sin set in. And, and, and it was inevitable. It was inevitable because we were... We're born in the sin. I mean, we're man. We're not God. And and sin came in to Adam and Eve, and they were kicked out of the garden, right? No, no longer able to walk with God. So it seemed. So we looked a little bit further in Genesis. I want to read to you. Uh, a I'm going to talk to you about a couple men that, that did walk with God. The Bible tells us of two men that walked with God. And, and specifically in the scripture in Genesis chapter 5, verse 22, it tells us, And, and Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah 300 years. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. And Enoch walked with God. And he was not. For God took him. So he didn't die. God took him up. But he walked with God. He was a man who walked with God. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you. Praise God. That's my stall tactic to open up to the scripture that I was supposed to be in. <laughs> praise the Lord. So, but if you look before that in Genesis chapter 5. It talk it it tells you the lineage and it tells you that uh, let's go to verse uh, eighteen we'll start there and Jared lived a hundred and sixty two years and begot Enoch and Jared lived after that and begot Enoch it tells you that that so and so lived and begot so and so and so and so lived and begot so and so right it continues to go on and, but when it gets down to Enoch Enoch is the only one. The only one that it says, and Enoch walked with God. Praise God. There's a difference. There's a difference when we walk with God. <clears throat> I'm talking about how we, or what it means to walk with God today. Amen. And then if, if you look at <clears throat> Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, you keep going on generation by generation. And then it tells us in 6, verse 9, these are the generations of Noah. And Noah was a just man, a perfect and perfect in his generation, and it tells us that Noah walked with God. So you have Enoch and Noah that the Bible tells us that walked with God, and you have Enoch that, that did not die but was taken up, amen, because he walked with God. And you have Noah, you have Noah who was the only one in that generation that lived for God, and he walked with God, and God used him and his genealogy, used him and his children, his generations, to save all of humanity because Noah walked with God. 
Praise God. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to just I don't want to just follow after God. I want to walk with God. I want God to be in me, and, and, and I want other people to see the difference between uh, just following God and walking with God is that people see, people know when you walk with God. And you don't have to say it. You don't have to tell anybody that, hey, Jesus Christ is Lord, and I follow him. You don't even have to tell anybody that. People know it by your walk because God is in you. He's walking with you. I want God. I want to walk with God in me. <clears throat> Example. So. I go to the uh, Dollar General quite often right down the street from my house and uh, because I go there to get things that I need, go there to get little snacks or whatever. And and, and there's there's a young lady there that. uh I know she goes to church because she would always say, or I know that she loves God. She would always say, God bless, and, and all these things. And, and one day she just, uh, and I, I don't talk. I don't say very much to her, but I say, God bless you, you know. And, 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 but one day she just looked at me and she said, are, are you a minister? Are you a minister? And I, I said, yes, ma'am, I am. And see, she saw something in me, and I never even told her. I never said that, you know, I pastor a church. I never said that I'm a minister or anything like that. But she sees God in me. But it's not just enough for, for someone who goes to church, because I'm sure that she goes to church, and, and someone who, who loves God and seek God to notice it, because, see, God gives us discernment anyways, and, and, and people can notice these things. But I'm, I'm here to tell you what it means to walk by walk with God is when people who don't even go to church notice something that is different about you. And not just not just in the way you dress and the way you look, but just the way you approach, way you present yourself to them, to way the way you speak to people. Right. Because when God is walking, when you're walking with God, then you tend to to treat people like Jesus would treat people. You tend to talk to people like Jesus would talk to people, right? And you show compassion towards others, amen, because you're walking with God. <clears throat> Patience, something I've always struggled with, but I'm learning. God has always been working with me and my patience. You got to have patience with people, and people notice that when you're having patience with them. Walking with God. And it tells us a couple people that we see here in the Bible, examples of people who did walk with God. And we and we see what happened to them and what happened to their generations because they walked with God. Amen. That's why I want to walk with God. I want to be blessed just like they were. I, I want to have the anointing just like they had. I want God to use me just like he used them. Amen. Because I'm walking with God. That's what's important more than anything is that we walk with God. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. It tells us in opening scripture, Micah chapter 6, verse 7, will the Lord be blessed with me with the thousands of rams or the ten thousands of, uh, of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgressions Shall, and, and the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? And, and he says, no, he has showed you, old man. He has showed you what is good and what to do. Or what doth the Lord require of you? What the Lord requires of me? But to do justly, 
to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. I just want to walk with God every day. Every, in everything that I do, when I go to work, I want to be walking with God. When I go to the grocery store, wherever it is I might need to go, school. When I go to school, I want to be, wa- I want to be walking with God. I want to p- people to see God in me. Amen? <clears throat> we always say, hear that saying, what would Jesus do, right? That's th- you shouldn't even have to ask yourself that. If you're walking with God, it should be automatic what Jesus would do. Amen? Jesus would show compassion. He would show patience towards people, love people, no matter what they look like, where they come from, or, or, or what, how much money they have. It don't matter. You should love them no matter what. Amen? Because that's what Jesus would do. But it should be in us. We need to be walking with God. Right? Praise God. Walking with God. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 32, it says, You shall observe to do therefore as the Lord your God hath commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right or left. Don't don't go off track. If you're walking with God, you're going to stay on track. But the minute... The minute that you turn off the track and you go off the beaten path, you start doing these things, start doing things of your flesh and things of the world, then you're not walking with God anymore. We need to stay on the straight and narrow path, amen, because wide is the gate to destruction, but narrow is that gate unto unto God, unto righteousness. Thank you, Lord. You shall walk, it says, you shall walk in the ways and all the ways which the Lord your God hath commanded you. That you listen, see, when we walk in the ways of the Lord, when we're walking with God, it tells us right here that you may live, not just live, but live abundantly. I'm talking about have. When you're walking with God, the enemy can throw everything he wants at you. But God is my shield, my buckler, my strength, my high tower. And he defends me. Amen. He gives me strength to get through what I might be going through. When you're walking with God, it says, and that it may be well with you and that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. Praise God. When we're walking with God, our days are long. Our days in in the land we shall possess that, that God has for us. Amen. It goes on and it says, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in him. Walk you in him. Not just say to yourself, what would Jesus do? But do what Jesus would do. Jesus should be inside of us. We should be walking with God. Amen. It says rooted and built up in him. And established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Always be thankful in everything. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> then it says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, Beware lest any man spoil you through vain philo- or through philosophies. You got to be careful out there because people... The world throws all kinds of different philosophies at us and saying that, that oh, you know, all you've got to do is, is just give yourself to the Lord. All you have to do is just, just say, God, I receive you, and you're going to make it to heaven. Or, or they'll say, oh, once saved, always saved. 
then why do we have the word of God to follow? I'm here to tell you, it's not once saved, always saved. It's a continuing process. We need to continue to live for God fully and wholly. Righteousness we should seek. Amen. Vain philosophies of the world, all these philosophies, traditions of men, it says, vain deceit after traditions of men. You've got to be careful of traditions of men. You know, the Bible, I'm going to give you an example of that. The Bible, everywhere someone was baptized in the Bible, they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. Everywhere in the Bible. But, but, they, but traditions of men have, 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 have twisted how we are baptized. And it started way back in 325 A.D., 300 years after Christ. They began teaching to be baptized in the titles, the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Ghost. Well, what's the name of the Father? Jesus. What's the name of the Son? Jesus. What's the name of the Holy Ghost? Jesus. I'm here to tell you. He says in the name of, which is singular, there's only one God. There's only one name whereby which we must be saved, and that's the name of Jesus. That's why I get baptized in the name. you got to be careful on what the world, what traditions of man it has been teaching us. And then it tells us not after, <clears throat> it says, after the rudiments of the world. And not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of God. Oh, come on now. In him. In him, Jesus. Dwelleth all the fullness of the God hid bodily. Jesus is God. And you are complete in him. Which is the head of all principality and all power. That's Jesus. Verse 11, in whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands and put, uh, putting off the, the, of the body of the sins of flesh by the circumcision of Christ. What is speaking here is, is repentance. We, when we go to God with a repentant heart, we repent to God. We're sorry for the way we've been living, dwelling in sin, and we turn away from that. That's our fleshly desires. It says you're circumcised with a circumcision made without hand. Putting our, our sin is cut off. Amen. We, we, we say, God, I, I, I'm sorry for the way I've been living. I repent of my sins, Lord, and I want to turn to you and live for you 100%, God. That's what, that's what it means to, to repent. And then it says buried with him in baptism. That's why we're buried in his name, because we're buried with him in baptism. Wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sins and circumcised of your flesh hath quickened together with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses. See, it's not just professing, oh, God, I receive you in my life. It's not just that. That's not, how, that's not what gets us to heaven. The Bible tells us we must repent and be baptized, every one of us, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And those are the keys to open up the kingdom of heaven. Those are the keys to open up that door. Those are the keys that, that, that God gave to, to Peter. 
when he said, upon this rock shall I build this church, and I shall give you all the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Those are the keys. And, and on the day of Pentecost, he stood up and he preached those keys. And those are the keys to open up that door, right? But once you open up that door, it's not once saved, always saved. It's not I'm, I'm saved. No, you've got to go through that door. And once you go through that door, you got to continue walking for God, walking with God. Amen. Continue to fight the good fight of faith. Continue to run the race all the way to the end, either the end of him coming back or, or the end of our time. One or the other, they're coming. Praise God. But I want to walk with God in that process. I don't want to just say. I believe God. I believe in you, God. And, 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 and I don't want to just say, well, I've been baptized in the name of Jesus and, and I've received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I've repented of my sins and, and, and now I'm good. I'm just going to do I'm just going to do good. No, I want to walk with God. I want people to see Jesus in me and everything that I do, every action that I do. And when I every time I go to to work, I want people to know that I walk with God. And when I go to school, if you're in school, people should know that you walk with God. Amen. Praise God. Walking with God. That's how I want to live my life. That's the way we need to be walking with God. So what does it mean? So I told, we talked about what it means to walk with God, and we talked about the benefits of, of walking with God. I'm here to tell you, when you're walking with God, he dispatches angels upon your life. When you're walking with God, he puts a hedge of protection around you. And I'm not saying you won't go through stuff. Like I said, it rains on the just and the unjust alike, but God gets you through it because when you're walking with God, he truly is your strength. He truly is your shield, your buckler, your high tower, your defender. He's your healer. He's your everything when you're walking with God. And I want to just walk with God. But how do we, how do we walk with God? How do we make sure that we're walking with God? I'm glad you guys asked me that this morning. Praise God. First thing, there's four things I want to point out of how we walk with God. <clears throat> the first thing is that we must put God first in our lives and everything. We must put God first. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is not go up on, go get on my phone and look up Facebook and or social media or whatever it is that you follow to see oh who commented on something that I made. And the first thing, the first thing that I do when I wake up is I commune with God because God is first. God is first in my life in every aspect. And the first thing that I'm going to do is commune with Him, pray to Him, talk with Him. Because I'm putting God first. I need, we need to put God first in everything in our lives. It, it, when I know that there's church going on, I make sure I'm at church. I put it over everything. Now, sometimes there's things that happen. Sometimes people have to work. Sometimes people are away. But I'm st I put God first, always. It tells us in Matthew chapter 7, verse 33, but seek you first the kingdom of God. He talks about all these benefits and, <clears throat> and how you don't have to worry about anything. But it tells you you must seek 
you first the kingdom of God, Jesus says, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That's why we got to put God first, because everything else falls into place. And it tells us also in John chapter 3, verse verse 30, he must increase and I must decrease. I want to lift God up above everything else in my life, especially my flesh and things of the world. All those things I must decrease in order for him to increase. I want him to be first in my life. I want him to be over everything. Because when I do that, when I put God first, he's up here. And he gets he has an umbrella of protection over my life. I don't put myself first. I don't put my wife first. I don't put my family first, my kids first. I put God first. God is first over everything. When you put him first, he creates that that umbrella of protection that is over you and then your wife your spouse, and then over your family, your children, and it protects everything because I put God first. So the first thing is, in order for us to walk with God, we must put him first in everything in our lives. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. The second thing, there's four things I wanted to touch on here. The second thing is we must be obedient to God's word. You see, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word is God, right? And if we're going to put him first, and if we truly love him, then we're going to want to obey him, right? Every statute and every rule, every law that he puts in this book is to benefit us. It's not to harm us. It's not to keep us down. It's not to restrict us. It's to it's to help us. Right. To protect us. Right. God wants us to dress modest because he wants to protect us. Right. Everything in the Bible. Every statute that God has given us is to protect us. And if we truly love God, we will want to obey him, right? If we truly love him, we will want to obey him. And holiness. What did I, what's the description? Anybody know what I, how I describe holiness? Can anybody remember? To love what God loves and hate what God hates. Everything that God loves is in this book and the things that he hates are in this book. And if we're going to love what he loves and hate what he hates, then we're going to obey his word. Amen. It tells us in John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, Jesus said that if you love me, keep my commandments. That's pretty simple right there. Keep my commandments. Now, people always want to say, well, we're not bound by the law anymore. We don't need to obey the law. We're not under the law anymore. No, we're not under the law because we fulfill the law. We fulfill it. Amen. We're not bound by it, but living for God and walking with God, we fulfill the law. Praise God. And then it tells us Psalms 119 verse one. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies. And that seek him with their whole heart. They also do no inequity. They walk in his ways. 
So that's the second thing. What does it mean to be walking with God? Is to walk in his ways. To be obedient to his word and his statutes. Everything that he commands of us. That's what it means. That's another. That's the second part of walking with God. And then it tells us in that scripture, 119, it said, Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with his whole heart. That leads me into my next point. Maintaining a strong relationship with God. We must maintain a strong relationship with God. Like I said, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I commune with God. And, and, and what is prayer? What is prayer? Prayer is our relationship with God. It's how we commune with God. And what does it mean to pray? Not just to tell him, oh, God, I need this. I need that. I need that. Lord, I, that's not how it works. You, you give him your petitions, yes, but you also, before you even give him your uh, petitions, you say, Lord, let your will be done. If it's your will, God, then do this for me. If it's your will, God, make a way where there seems to be no way. If it's your will, God, but not just that, not just that, we must listen to him. We've got to open our ears. We've got to, when we're in prayer, it's important that you don't just speak, speak, speak. Say, God, I need this. God, I need that. God, protect me from this. Don't, don't just keep talking. <clears throat> it's good to talk to him, but you also need to listen because that's what a relationship is. If you're the only one talking, say you're married or you're, and, you're, and you're the only one talking to your spouse and they're never even speaking, then that's not much of a relationship. You should speak and you should listen. It's important that as we're in prayer, that we have a time where we're not speaking, where we're just listening to what God, because God will talk to you. He will. And sometimes he'll talk to you in that small, still voice, which is which which you would think uh, a lot of people think is their is their conscious talking to them. But I'm here to tell you, this is how you know if it's God and not you, if it lines up with the word of God. God's not going to tell you to do anything that goes that's contrary to his word. He will never tell you anything that's contrary to his word. So if it lines up with the word of God and, and you're listening and it's lining up with the word of God, then God's speaking to you. And also God can speak to you in that clear, audible voice, which doesn't happen as often, but does happen. And God will speak to you, and you know it's God because you hear a clear, audible voice speaking to you. I remember the first time the Lord spoke to me like that. It startled me, kind of startled me, and but I knew it was God. And when God speaks to you that way, you know it's God. There's, <clears throat> But we got to listen. It's important that we maintain that strong relationship with God. And maintaining a strong relationship with God, most importantly, is your prayer. But it's not just your prayer. And, and a lot of people, oh, I forgot to tell you this. Another way God speaks to you is through his word. People want to say to me, I've heard this before. They say, Pastor, I, I pray. I've been praying. I've been praying. But God just isn't speaking to me. And, I, and, and the first question I have is you open up your Bible and just start reading his word because that's how he speaks to us. Oftentimes. So that's another part of your re strong relationship with God. You've got to be in his word. 
It's important that we're in his word. I just want to encourage everybody in here today, just get into his word a little bit. Each and every day, just open your Bible and, and just read a few scriptures every day. We had, There's this thing called the bread program that we do each year. Some, uh, I don't think we did it this year. We need to do it again. But the bread program, it, it's where you just read a little bit of the Bible every day. And you'll be surprised in how God is, speaks to you that way. Thank you, Jesus. It's important that we maintain a strong relationship with God. It tells us in James chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Draw near unto God, and he will draw near unto you. You know, that amazes me, that scripture right there. I love that scripture because that scripture right there tells me that how close God is to me is determined by me. It's not determined by anything or anyone else. But how close God is to me is determined by me. If I draw near unto him, he will draw near unto me. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Praise God. Draw near unto God and he will draw near unto you. Cleanse your hands. It, it tells us that God draws near unto us when we draw near unto him. Thank you, Jesus. And it also tells us in Matthew chapter 7, verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, <clears throat> Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And Jesus said, and in thy name cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. I'm here to tell you, you can do all these things for God. You can win souls unto the Lord. <clears throat> you can heal people. In the name of Jesus, you can prophesy in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> but if you don't have a relationship with him, it means nothing. <clears throat> it says, we, have we not prophesied in thy name? Have, <clears throat> and in thy name cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then Jesus said, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, that you that work in equity. It's important for us to know God, to know him intimately. It's not enough just to preach his word, and it's not enough just to, <clears throat> to profess you love God, but you must have a relationship with him, an intimate relationship with him. We got to maintain a strong and intimate relationship with God, and that's done through our prayer. It's done through our worship. It's done it's done through our reading, studying of the word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Last thing, number four. <clears throat> Last point, and I'm getting ready to close if we want to play some altar call music. The last thing is we must take on the attributes of God. We must take on the attributes of Jesus. Amen. We must, when we talked about what would Jesus do, not what would he do, be who he is, his attributes. And what, what, what is God? God? God is faithful. God is faithful. He's faithful. And if he tells us he's going to do it, he'll do it. He honors his prayers, his prayers or his promises. His promises are yes and amen, not yes and maybe, not yes and no, but yes and amen. God is faithful. We should be faithful in every aspect. 
We should be faithful to church. We should be faithful in tithing. We should be faithful to our job. We should be faithful. We should be blameless. God is long-suffering. He's patient with people. Therefore, we should be long-suffering. We should be patient with people, right? And that's, sometimes that can be tough. That, that's one I battle with. But God is long-suffering. God is merciful. God is merciful. Therefore, we should be merciful. He forgives us of our sins. But how can he forgive us of our sins if we can't forgive our brothers? Right? God is merciful. God is kind. He's kind to people. He was Jesus when he walked with us. He was kind to everyone. He was patient. He was loving. We got to be the same way. We should be walking with God. And to walk with God, we sh- his attributes should be shown in us. People should say, he walks with God. We should be holy. God is holy, therefore we should be holy. Right? Holy. And what is holiness? Holiness is to love what God loves and to hate what God hates, not the people. And then when I say hate what God hates, we know God talks about, he, you know, fornication, idolatry, all these different things that God hates. But we don't hate the people. We don't hate the sinners. We hate the sin. Amen. Holiness. God is holy, therefore we should be holy. God is just, therefore we should be just. God is love, therefore we should be love. Praise God. I just want to walk with God today. I want us to walk with God. When we're walking with God, he dispatches angels all around us. When we're walking with God, we have this armor of protection that God places upon us. Truth, righteousness, salvation. I want to walk with God today. I want to, I just want to open up this altar this morning and I want to invite everyone down today to just commune with God. Just renew your strength in Him today, your commitment for Him, and say, God. I just want to walk with you every day of my life. I'm not just when I go to church. I, I want to live for you completely. Thank you for listening to Life UPC Richmond Hills Audio Cast.